And we're back. It's, uh, I think, the first week off we've taken in a long time. I know. I um, think we missed like a Christmas once, but... Yeah, I, I think, and we should we should explain for those of you who cried yourselves to sleep last Sunday night because you didn't hear from Dan and I, which I'd imagine is an overwhelming number of people. I want to apologize for that first off. We were down in St. George. I actually didn't bring the recording stuff down. I just kind of felt like it was like we just barely finished states. People are like traveling home. It's, you know, we wanted to give it a week, let people breathe. Um, it's also trying to follow up a podcast where we have Colin De La Garza is just a daunting task. It took us a week to build up our confidence to be able to do this alone again. So um, we're really excited, though. This, I think, was my favorite show last year was the, you know, writer of the year nominations and stuff. Uh, we put out the Instagram poll again. We got a ton of responses. It was really awesome. Um, we have a, we have a lot of folks we want to highlight. Um, I want to say first and foremost to the whole team and to every I mean not just our team. You know, to everyone who follows on Instagram. You know, like I'm fine with people on other teams who people aren't on Maybird want to nominate people for stuff. Like um, you know, we we had a lot of responses. I'm really excited to go over those and and give people some well earned recognition and shout outs. This is not going to shout out everybody who's done cool stuff this season. But it's a lot of folks. Um, and, and let me also point out, too, that we really love shouting out people. Oh, yeah. And we're happy to shout out people on any episode. What you know, so, Oh, yeah. So if, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you think of, oh, my goodness, so-and-so should have been, a sh- been shouted out or something, or oh, so-and-so yeah. did something cool, um, let us know, and we'd love to include that in... I mean, we'd love to shout people out all winter long, you know, so this isn't the only time we're ever going to shout people out. Yeah, we so. kind of, we, we, we need content this winter. So if there are any um, deserving shout outs, let us know. And uh, we're more than happy to go over those. But before anything else, Dan and I realize that this is, you know, we see all the analytics in all of our episodes. And there are certain episodes that seem to attract the normal crowd and then some. I assume this is one of those where we'll have some people. And to those people, I say, welcome. You should listen to all of these, I think. But, you know, welcome anyway. Um, To those folks who maybe haven't heard Dan's uh, Winter Training Gospel, we did want to take just a moment. And and for the folks who are maybe listening for the first time, or if you're that kind of Christmas and Easter Maybird podcast listeners, what is your message to these folks, Dan? Well, first of all, I would really like to encourage people to... um, to go back and listen to some of these podcasts. And because to me, um, to me, education is probably one of the biggest priorities of Maybird. It's gotta be the, I mean, what else? I mean, we're not, I don't think, I don't think a Maybird Jersey is going to win worlds anytime soon. Like Dan and I don't make money doing this. Like that's kind of the whole point. And that's, that's kind of what our passion is about. This is educating people to not repeat some of the dumb mistakes we've made in the past. Oh yeah. You know, and, and we've learned a lot along the way, and, and I just love sharing what we've been learning with other people and hopefully making it a stronger cycling community. And I think the, the podcast is probably the best tool that we have for educating people. So, um, you know, so this winter when you're out snowshoeing or hiking or Nordic skiing, you know, put your earbuds in. It's not against Nike rules to listen to air, air buds or AirPods. What are they called again? You just aged yourself badly, Dan. <laughs> They're yeah, AirPods. Well, okay, AirPods. I, it's okay. Okay. Isn't AirBuds a show about... AirBud like, is, a, is a dog who plays basketball. Okay. <clears throat> Anyhow, go back and listen to some of these episodes throughout the winter as you're doing your winter training. And, and you know, I, I mean, I've, I've seen like, you know, to me, education's a much bigger priority than like individual training plans or coaching. Because I've seen like, you know, people following plans or getting individually coached. And I've seen it go well and I've seen it go not so well, just depending on how good of a fit it was. But I can't see where more education about, you know, sports, sports science and and training is ever going to hurt. So, yeah. So huge. Yeah. So go back and listen to some of these episodes. I think they're really, really important. Um, And while we've got like more people listening than probably normally do, a topic that we've been really talking a lot about lately that I just want to just kind of sneak in here is just the importance of winter training. Um, yesterday I was lucky enough. I, I did a ride with Xander and we did like a three hour corner Canyon ride. I took him on all the most, you know, there, I took him on the Dan trails in corner Canyon and, 
And he was a good sport about it, you know. But it was a super fun ride. Xander's one of the classiest, smartest people I know. And he asked me a question that I thought was awesome. And I'm actually not, like our next podcast is going to be about non-bike topics. It's kind of a tradition we do, you know, where like when people are kind of taking their off their off-season break, you know, we do a, a non-bike podcast. Um, but after that, I think I'm going to address his question. But his question was basically, what does it take to keep progressing year after year? And then he added, you know, if, if you don't, if you're not doing something different, are you actually going to progress? That is a terrific question because my observation has been in getting on a decade of like being in the cycling world and having seen a lot of names come and go is that a lot of people have and kind of an exponential ascendancy and then they kind of reach this peak and then it's either a gradual or a really precipitous drop off from there. And then maybe they come back because I kind of did that where I got really, got really fast, totally fell off the train, have spent the past years coming back. Like, I don't know that I can think of an example of a rider who has just constantly progressed and has continually progressed over a period of five you or say more continually? years. Continually. Are we going to cut that? She, <laughs> tell you what, as an olive branch to Dan, <laughs> because I'm feeling I, I'm 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 overcome with the 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 uh, you know the good vibes here at the end of at the end of the season, I am going to leave in one of my flubs to match the ninety nine of Dan's. Okay. Um, so I guarantee I'm going to flub a lot today. So continually. Well, at first I'm like, is that actually a word? Because <clears throat> when I say it, it sounds authoritative. It sounded good. I'm like, wait. <clears throat> continually. Okay. When a writer continually, because I was trying to say continually progresses over a period of five years or more was what I was trying to mm-hmm. say. And I had like a stroke halfway through. And, and so I think that like not next week, but the week after, I think that'd be a really fun yes. topic to deal with. But I got thinking about it a lot. And I think one of the keys to that progression is is what you do during the winter oh yeah um and so you know for those that are for those that have been listening i've been talking a lot about winter training because i think it's just super super important there's you know we've mentioned there's there's ways to do it wrong and that would be you know doing high intensity intervals on your trainer all winter is the wrong way to do it you guys will never guess what i spent years doing in the winter by the way but that's that's not the right way to do it um but really, you know, your, your winter training is kind of what helps you from, from not having to start over every season. And it, it can, if you do it right, it can be this awesome platform to continue to improve season after season. I, we should say one of the points that I really liked from one of the many episodes where we've talked about winter training was that like in NICA especially, there is like a clear division between the kids who do this year round or do something in service of their aerobic cycling performance year round and the kids who don't, mm-hmm. there is a hard ceiling on how good you can be at this sport. If you're not doing things and, and it doesn't have to be that you're riding year round, just doing things in service of it year round. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to get fast over the winter. Oh yeah. It's not just on the trainer and it's not just schemo. There's lots oh, of yeah. different ways to, and we've kind of talked about these in the past, but the thing is one thing I do want to reiterate is it begins with a break. Yeah, which you is know? why, like, next week, we're going to do the podcast where we talk about something else. Yeah, like trying to maintain top race form all season long never goes well. No. And so, you know, so step one to a good winner is take a week and a half, two weeks. It does, it's not a lot, you know. Like, at your age, you can recover pretty quick in two weeks. But a week and a half, two weeks max, I'd say, just take it super, super easy. Lose lose some of that top end race fitness. Um, you'll be slower, but it's not going to matter, and you're going to get it back quick. But but do take some time to get some deep healing, and then go into some aerobic training. You know, like yeah. some some. There's a lot of different ways to get your zone two training in. Oh yeah. You know, and we've talked. We're you know we'll keep talking about this a lot because I'm pretty passionate about it. But like. Hiking, running, Nordic skiing, walking, walking fast, going on walks. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to have a gym pass. You don't have to pay. Like, you know, like if you have a ton of money, do Wukar, do ski mode, but like you don't have to do that. You yeah. really, truly don't. Yeah. Joe and I are big winter hikers. We love oh, yeah. it. And, yep. 
um, yeah, you know, but, but, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about like the role that, that like smart trainers play and, mm-hmm. you know, cause that can be very helpful tools in your toolbox. Right. Yeah. But, but it's a great time to get a lot of variety in. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to throw out there is strength training and physical therapy, you know, dealing yes. with that hip that's bugging you or that knee that's bugging you or, you know, working on your mobility or like those things right there can just be a platform to gain, to build more and more and more fitness on top of. Go get a bike fit right now. Yeah. You know, probably a shorter lead time on that, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's an opportunity, you know, cause I always dread, um, I'm, I'm, I'm much more on team bike than team ski. I know that some people welcome the first snow of the year and they're very excited. It's always a hard day for me. Um, but like, it's an opportunity, you know, I mean, we've, we've been all, I mean, I've, I started riding hard outside in, you know, what, late February, early March this year. And we're getting into November, you know, like it's a long season. And, and, uh, I think, you know, take, take it as an opportunity. Yeah. And, and change is good, but you know, like, you know, if you're running, hiking, Nordic skiing all winter long, that's just going to translate to being faster on the bike next season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there that that's one of the, probably one of the biggest things you can do to be the best you that you can be is take advantage of the winters. Now, before you climb off the ladder, Dan, one of the benefits of being on my Maybird team is that you get uh, guaranteed ins on the podcast. And one of my boys, Riker, did have a question that I think fits into here really quick. Kind of, um, you know, I think it's relevant to what we were just talking about there. Riker asks, how much will your fitness improve from one hour of zone two running versus one hour of zone two bike riding? Basically asking, Whoa. what's the exchange rate on that? Because I do think that's sort of, you know, because I, I always kind of thought the best training for the bike is the bike. That's intuitive. I think there's some cases where that's true. But what do you think? Well, and I don't know that there's an exact percentage that you could apply to this. But I think the principle would be you don't have to spend nearly as much time running as you would spend on a bike to get similar yeah. aerobic adaptations you know yep. running's a pretty what's uh, like concentrated dose of fitness you know because like a 45 minute run is a good workout and a 45 minute bike ride is kind of minimal yeah you know, you know like so that's on the, that's a very short bike ride i think you know what i think dan and this is my metaphor of the day i think running is kale i think that there are much more like you know kale is a very nutritious food but it's it's there's kind of a learning curve to knowing how to eat it right how to how to prepare it right so that it like because i think if you just go and like open up a box of kale that you get at the store and just start eating handfuls of it like a lot of us kind of approach running where it's like i throw on running shoes and walk out my door and start running like that's really hard and i think a lot of people like myself hate running because that's how we do it I think if you're Amy Larkin, you're like a French chef who knows how to prepare it and knows what sauce is going to go well with it and knows like how to make it, you know, because like not all of us can, you know, like maybe sweet potatoes. And this is such a tortured metaphor, but stay with me here. Maybe sweet potatoes are like a more pleasant, accessible, you know, maybe they're schemo. Like it's easy to make sweet potatoes good, but like kale is cheap. It's, it's, it's right there, you know, like, like running, I think. Like, and this is kind of a plug for the running groups that I hope we have this year. Okay, great do that you know like amy larkin is so good at making it like fun and accessible and making it because like yesterday i went and ran laps around the elementary school by my apartment and it was like this is great i got i got great workout bang for my buck you know kind of like that kale salad is great nutritional bang for your buck but it was hard and it wasn't fun you know mm-hmm. so like find opportunities especially if you don't have all the resources to chuck at your winter training and stuff like get creative and find ways to make it you know, because like running, like like we're saying there to Riker, the, the short answer is like pound for pound, dollar for dollar, especially for you time crunched people. Running, running's pretty rocks. awesome. It's awesome, and it costs about a hundred bucks to get into if you don't already have running shoes. <clears throat> yep. You know, and compare that with any other sport that's like dirt cheap. A hundred bucks. Go to Gear Room. I bet. I bet you anything. You can find some crazy runner who buys twelve pairs of shoes a week. You know, is consigning their shoes there for fifty bucks. Like. Yeah. It is so cheap to get and, into. And the running group is just awesome because yes. I personally don't love running, but the running group was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and also, along with the running group, I want to do like a hiking group. Like, yes, that's kind of like, you know, we'll run one day and hike another day during the week. And I'm thinking a lot of Grandeur Peak. And so, yeah. so yeah, so it's going to be an awesome winter. I think we spent a little more time on that than well, we thought we might. But, um, but yeah, running... 
is is a great way to maintain some fitness during during the winter that doesn't cost anything and everyone can step out of their front porch and and do it no matter where you live so bingo well so i think i think we should get into it what everybody's actually been waiting for um uh i'm i'm really excited for this this is really cool as i'm pulling up my notes here we got a lot of responses and um i think all of the people um that you're going to hear about today are, are richly deserving of let me, some recognition. Yeah. Let me just say, so what we're going to do is Joe did an Instagram poll and, you know, and for those that do Instagram and social media and stuff, they were able to kind of respond on different people in different categories. And we kind of looked over them and, and, and you know, and this is totally just for fun. We're probably, there, there's no like cash prize or yeah. fellowship that's awarded. It's not Nobel. Yeah, this is it's, just kind of a yeah. chance to recognize this a is few Dan people. and Joe in the basement. Um, I, I also asked people to to send in through like to DM me through like Team Snap, and I got texts and and Team Snap DMs and emails and all kinds of different of just people that deserve to be mentioned and shouted out during this pro and so and that's what i'll do after we go over kind of the instagram poll thing so hopefully we get a chance to recognize a lot of people and like i say if you're listening to this and realize that you know your kid did something awesome that we didn't talk about today please tell us about let us it. know because we really do like we don't want to hold back on people we recognize you know oh, yeah. we've got we've got plenty of time yeah. so yeah yeah um and and um as, as we go through these, we'll, we'll give a little bit of background on it too. You know, we don't want to, you know, we're not going to spend like half an hour on each person, but I do want to kind of explain why this, you know, why these people were nominated. And the first category was performance of the year. Um, and th there were a lot of really, really good ones, but uh, it was, it was pretty clear. The nominees were, were two for this one actually were Andrew Preston and McCall Birkinshaw for taking state championship wins in JVA, which in is JVA, which is, which is huge. Like this is this is a this is a big deal, like a really 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 big deal. Like this is kind of a lifetime achievement for these guys. This is this is the capstone of a lot of really really hard work um, for two really talented riders and um, in enormous fields too. Like I think, oh yeah, I think there's over 350 riders in JVA that yeah. competed at states. So. Yeah. And and we remember Utah represents what like over a quarter of all of NICA. Like this is this is you are you are winning in the big leagues here. Like that's a big deal. You know, if, when someone wins JVA, if you didn't already know their name, you should. You know. Um and and I have to say for both of these people like this is not a surprise. I was not surprised to hear that Andrew Preston won. I was not surprised to hear that McCall won because they've been working really hard. You know, and I don't think either of these are, are cases where just overwhelming talent got these guys across the finish line. They're both talented athletes. They're very talented athletes. But holy smokes, you know, McCall and Andrew both have gone on to get to this point is, you know, like, it's not a surprise. This is this is very simple arithmetic that got them across the line. Absolutely. And I had it in my notes later to talk about these two, but I'm just going to talk about them now because, like, um, Andrew Preston, like, I ride around a lot and I ride around the streets a lot and stuff. And like, I, <clears throat> I just see him out so much. Like I see him out riding a lot and he's always smiling. And I remember talking to Andrew after his race and I, I can't remember exactly our conversation, but he just looked at me after his race and just goes, and he was just, he's got the best grin ever. I oh, love yeah. Andrew's grin. Oh yeah. It just makes me so happy, but he was just grinning. He just goes, I just love riding my bike. And that's was what he said right after he finished his his awesome race. You know, that he just loves riding his bike. I think that's that's just super cool. And McCall, I've worked with McCall for a long time. Long time now. Um, yeah. And she she has just like it's just no accident what happened at state because yeah. she has just like she's just worked her butt off. And yeah. she's just tried to not leave any stone unturned. She is concerned about like what she does, what she eats. Um, I mean, she follows just kind of the basic Maybird training plan, but she does it really, really well, you know. And um, she, you know, she's got a pretty good aerobic engine naturally. Um, had a little trouble with some crashes and some handling skills. Worked her butt off. Oh yeah, to improve there. You know, and like, um, 
she did, she went to a bunch of clinics and rode with Gabe Norda and, and, you know, she rode with the Gillespie's a lot and, and she's a very elegant racer that races really, really smart and just uses really, really good tactics. Like she's, oh, yeah. she's just out there playing chess, not checkers to use your metaphor, but. Oh, and, and I, I think too, like, I want to, I want to reiterate Dan's point. Um, that like these two love cycling, you know, they're not, they're not on this team or in this sport against their will. Um, I don't think, and it's maybe a chicken and egg question. Like, do they love it? Cause they're good. Or are they good? Cause they love it. I think it's probably the latter. You know, I, I think that these, these are people like you can't, you can't put this much work into something that you hate. Cycle. Yeah. So it's, um, very well deserved, uh, for both of them. I, I have to say really quick though, we do have an honorable mention in this category. Um, I think that States is fresh on the mind right now, but uh, Isaac Zabriskie's win at nationals garnered a lot of nominations for something that happened months ago. Um, we have to, you know, he's another guy who like, I mean, he, he could be nominated for any of our categories today. He's an immensely classy, extremely skilled writer. He's, um, you know, someone like there are a lot, you know, like I'm proud to see everybody in a Maybird Jersey. I really love seeing Isaac in a Maybird Jersey. You know, that makes me feel great about, about this team. Um, so we have to give I, him an honorable mention. Isaac has always been one of the few people I know that are able to really pull it together at their biggest events. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah, huge shout out to him. Yeah. Um, uh, the next category is one where we had a really overwhelming winner, which was best event. Um, and Park City Point to Point, the best event. We had a lot of nominations for like True Grit. Um, certain NICA courses actually got some some nominations. Um, the the honorable mention we want to provide Missoula. in this category was Missoula. Yeah. Missoula but, was. But point to point, I think anyone that's done that just, I mean, there's really not a cooler cross country race course in the world. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like the fact that we have point to point in our backyard is something that like is crazy. And I think I I've, yeah, because like Leadville's longer. But it's just a dirt road. Yep. And point to point, it's like single track. So. Oh yeah, got got a shout out to the, to the people who put it on. They don't listen to this podcast, but you know, props to them. Uh, the the next one was was a really interesting one, which is best comeback, and and this one we we had um, we had a lot of different really good and interesting nominations, but the one that really stood out was Samara Shaw. And, and this is this is a cool story, um, you know, because we always talk about like like wins aren't just whoever's at the top of the podium. Well, well you know? and actually, um, when I go to my shout outs that like parents and so forth um, submitted, I actually got uh, a message from Samara's mom that kind okay. of Samara's going to love so, this. Here so, we yeah, go. stay tuned, Samara. We're going to okay. talk more about you later. But it, I think a lot of people are pretty inspired by her comeback. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Like we said, not all wins are, are first place. Yeah. You know, there you, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think we'll say, cause we have some, you know, yeah. we're going to get to this one later when we talk and, about. And another one too, and we'll be talking more about was, was Jamerson had oh, yeah. a big comeback at state too. And he's going to get mentioned in my section later too. So just stay tuned. You too. But yeah. We'll... Um, the next one is, is my, maybe my favorite category, um, which is classiest writer. And, and this is not the writer with the best table etiquette or who holds doors open for people like this. When I say, when you say classiest, these are writers who exemplify all of the things that Dan and I are hoping to instill in all of our writers. Exactly. Um, these are the people that we are just, we couldn't be more proud yeah. that they're wearing Maybird kits. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's kind of hard to like explain what we mean by classiest writer. But I think, I think the best way I can say it is like, these are the writers who I want people to follow their example, regardless of what results they do or don't ever achieve. And, and I should say, as a spoiler alert, these are, all, these are high achieving writers. But even if they weren't, these are the kind of people who I want, I want you, and if you're a parent listening to this, tell your kid, you know, look, look at these guys. That's, this, is how you should, this is how you should cycle. Um, and and we, we really want, for clarity's sake, to have like one clear winner for this. But there, in this case, there were three writers who, on top of having a lot of nominations for all three of these writers, Dan and I just wholeheartedly agree, are, are deserving of this title. And, and we want to highlight Helena Archibald, Miles Baker, and Xander Lyman. Um, and I'm sure if you know any of them, you're like, oh yeah, 100%. You know, this is this, I don't think this is a controversial pick. Um, I think everyone in Maybred's classy, but these guys are, should be your, your North Star on, on how to ride a bike. Um, 
a lot has been said about all three of these writers. You know, Miles has been a guest host here before. Um, yeah, you know. Helena was this last year too. So yeah, I, and you know what? I have no problem. And, and like Xander, I should say, like I'm because I have the mic. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Xander was not originally even supposed to help with my team. He basically just stepped in and said, "Hey, do you need help with your team?" Xander, someone who whose time is at a premium, who has other high achieving stuff he does outside of cycling, volunteered to come help with the Green Boys group this year. And his expertise, you know, and, and, and more like, more than anything, just his riding on his back wheel was so, so good for my guys. He's an artist on the bike. He is one of the best bike riders I've ever met. He, I mean, he makes me so much better every single time I ride with him. You know, like, the, I think the proudest I ever was this year was when I, I did this big, long Park City ride with my guys. And I followed Xander down this just a, a descent in Round Valley. And I had to push myself so hard to hit every, like every single corner Xander is hitting like an F1 driver. He is just like the most immensely skilled rider. I, you know, maybe, you know, like he's, he's one of the most skilled riders I've ever met. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. So, um, and then Miles Baker, man, like, I think Miles Baker's just like, I, there's going to be a cult of personality about him for something someday. You know, he's, he's one of those. And like, I was so worried when Miles came to guest host the show. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's going to show me up he so is, hard. Like there's very few people on this planet that make me laugh harder than Miles does. He just, oh yeah. Yeah. He, I just get a kick out of that kid and he just loves riding. He loves the bike culture. He just loves everything about it. And, um, just, just a, I just love borrowing some of his energy. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And then, and then Helena, you know, I mean, what can Biggest, you say? I mean, again, last year's winner too. You, you know, know what? Helena is just probably one of the best humans walking around on this planet right now. Like she is just, she's just nice and loving to everybody. Oh yeah. And here's, here's the thing that's impressive about her. I was actually talking to her parents and get this parents. Her parents were saying that she is always nice to them. Wow. Can Holy you imagine? Smokes. How would that be raising a teenager that's always nice to you? You wouldn't know. I know. Um, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Hel- just, Elena's, yeah. Yeah, and she worked hard this season, had a great season, but just just an awesome athlete, awesome person. Just so lucky to have her around. Oh, yeah. so. There is an honorable mention I want to throw out here as well. And and this is this is a, a writer who you should know and whose, whose history with our team is is relatively short. I have to shout out Gabe Norda for this category too. Um, you know, Gabe is Gabe just returned from an LDS mission pretty recently. He had a, a pretty uh, superlative career uh, before that, and, and coming back has you know just holy smokes, man! Like like talking about Xander. We talk about how how, how good a rider Xander is. Xander was talking to me the other day. You know, this was a minute ago, telling he was pre-writing the point-to-point course with Gabe, and he was like, Gabe is just the bringer of doom on the bike. Like yeah. he is. I, I want to shout him out as well. It's just an immensely classy, you know, has the, the kind of servant mindset. You know, he's somebody who is good enough that he could just kind of go into his training lair and do his whole, you know, do his own thing all the time. Definitely good enough to be a professional cyclist. But the fact that he spends time uh, with this, and you mentioned working with McCall and stuff, like working with, with kids and, and sharing his gifts, I, I have to shout out yeah. Gabe Nord as well. Oh, uh, yeah. One, like I have just unbelievable amounts of respect for Gabe. Um, Another one I want to shout out to, and this, I wasn't going to shout her out right now because someone else sent in a shout out for for this person that we'll go over later too, but it's Lauren Montague. Oh yeah. Um, just the, like, just so happy, so positive and just so nice to everybody. Oh yeah. And one heck of a writer too. So, oh yeah. There's some genes um, in that family. Shout out to all the Montagues, man. You yeah, know, but, like. Yeah, she'll get mentioned a little later, but I just thought we'd throw her in here. Got to throw her in here for this category. Um, the next one to go through uh, is, is breakthrough season, which is always an interesting one to talk about. I should say we have we do have two, and one of them is McCall. We, we've already you know we've we've talked about McCall and, and her you know um, her ascendance to the you know to kind of uh, pointy end of of the of the group. Um, the other one we have to shout out though is Grant Hulsberg. Okay, and Grant's another one. That his his mom sent something in that I'm gonna okay. read later, and it, it's interesting with Grant because I rode with like the Skyline Pink Boys and he would come along on these rides, and um, just like just, he's a solid rider and I didn't 
I didn't realize how new he is at this and how how, so, how new is he? Well, I'm, when when I do my segment, okay, well, his okay. mom okay. explained a lot of stuff I didn't really realize oh, about this is Grant. Be great. And Grant, let me just spoiler like little spoiler alert. He is almost exactly what I want Maybird to do for people. So really cool. Her yeah, she did an, she wrote in an awesome message and all I'm these really teenagers excited. waiting for their parent that all oh, they've got to love this. This is the best, huh? <laughs> you know, if you're that age hearing what your parent wrote nice things about oh that's yeah. Oh, this will be great. Hopefully, hopefully it's a little embarrassing. Hopefully, you know? hopefully, you know, Grant may can blush up a little bit. Uh, the next one, and this is one we're going to probably talk about for a minute, is most inspirational coach. And um, I, 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 I want to highlight especially on this one that like if you coach with this team, you are inspirational. Congratulations! Like, and thank you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. So and we much, because we are pretty spoiled. Cause oh like, yeah, because like most like high school teams kind of have like one or two really good fast coaches that get a ride with like the best riders and then right. the rest are just kind of parents parents bless their heart that are donating helping. their time like with um, with Maybird we kind of can get the best of the best and yes. and spread them out yeah. throughout all our groups. everyone on this team is being coached by really high quality cycling experts yeah and I'm proud of that and I take I take finding coaches really seriously oh yeah so Oh yeah, and if, and if I'm letting you coach, that means you're awesome. Yeah, and 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 you know the the best of the best, and I think everyone will agree with this. Again, overwhelming. You know, like we didn't have to think hard about who won this category. Um, Brady Preston and Amy Larkin. Yeah, they. Yeah, they kind of walked away with it. As, yeah, their influence is pervasive enough on this team that I don't even. We could probably just move on from this point, and everyone would know what we're talking about. But like. Um, you know, like, like we talk about like Amy Larkin running, not not, like doing her running groups, you know, like Amy Larkin's legendary black diamond team, you know, like, uh, and I should say the whole Larkin family, like their influence on this team, the above and beyond, uh, approach that they take to this. Well, and we should probably shout out Zach too, because Zach is definitely the wind beneath Amy's wings, you know, Amy's, Amy's lovely assistant, Zach Larkin. He's kind of the quiet one behind her that, that kind of makes a lot of things possible for her. But, um, but she's just, and and the thing that I think is cool about her is the cool thing she's done this year and her girls can kind of look up to that and think, wow, maybe someday I want to ride Leadville or do a lifetime Grand Prix race or, um, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I forget what a superlative athlete Amy is because, like, she, she does so much that, like, she doesn't. She wouldn't even have to be do, doing these amazing performances at like Point to Point in Leadville. Those are almost like the aside for me. What, what stands out with Amy for me is just that, like, how much she cares and how much time she's willing to give to people um, uh, in service of making this team better. And, and I think the same applies to Brady. You know, you have this incredible athlete, but like the fact that Brady's really fast and everything is, is, is not, I think the reason that he's been nominated. Yeah. Brady just has, um, like, I, like the thing I want to point out to Brady is like this, this season started out like really slow because like everything was covered with crazy snow. winter. Yeah. Um, Brady is a master at knowing really unique, fun places to ride and he would get his guys out early in the season and they would do these really bizarre, crazy rides and places you would never really expect you could ride, but they, they had so much fun. And, um, and he's just been just such a good mentor for the kids that he rides with. So, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and again, and, and I, I, we should, one well, more like, yeah. That, and like Bart and drew free yeah, and, like, and, and Josh Flukiger, I think would be good to point out. Cause a lot of people just, he just does a fantastic job too. Oh yeah, a lot lots of, people, of nominations there. It, like this is a hard one because there are so many. Well, we were discussing how do we even do this show because we're like we want like everyone, like so many people took the time to thoughtfully nominate people, and we were just like as a practical matter, we do not have time to read every single nomination because mm-hmm. we had so many, and like I, and I feel like I feel kind of I don't feel bad, but like it's kind of hard to be like who's the most like breakthrough writer of the year. I'm like, there's 20 or 30 kids where you could tell a really great story about their breakthrough or their comeback. And with the coaches, it it's like a hundred times harder. Cause you have these like people who are high achievers off the bike, 
by the way, but who are like donating their time, going above and beyond to like really make a, a real tangible impact in, in their community. So, so thank you to all of our coaches. And Joe, not to get like mushy or anything, okay. but I do think that's that, all you know how to do, Dan. I'm, I'm prepared. I, I do think that you get some credit right here because I've had a lot of your guys that you ride with um, just express so much gratitude because you, you, I mean, you did go above and beyond too for your guys and you, you know, you continued to offer rides even after NICA began. And I've had a lot of people say that you just did an awesome job. So heat more praise on me on my own podcast and people love self-congratulatory okay. podcast stuff. This is awesome. Do you have like a plaque for me or something? <laughs> this is great. Um, no, thank you though. And thank you to my guys. I had a really great, we're, we're, um, you know, I, I'm hoping to do like a season wrap up, get together with my guys, hopefully next week. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, lo I'm already looking forward to the next green, green team next year. Um, the, uh, the next one we have was most fun to ride with. And like, obviously there's so many kids who could have won this, you know? Yeah. This one, I think there were just so many different people listed. And oh yeah. Each of them sounded like a blast. Yeah. To ride with, you know, we should so. have done least fun to ride with. Like, I know. Then I could have won something. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like Dan, like, well, I don't know, Dan, like, you know, I've, I've, I've got to know a lot of cool untracked sagebrush trails because of you. So, um, there's that, but yeah, like I think when it comes to most fun to ride with, I hope most people are fun to ride with. Like if you're like a chronically unfun to ride with person, you, you're a psychopath and you should get help. But like, <laughs> um, I, you know, and, and this, and the person who we ended up settling on for this has won another category, but like, I, I'll, 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 I'll argue this. I'll, I'll die on this hill. Miles Baker's fun to ride with, man. And I think we just kind of chose him mostly because he makes me laugh a lot. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I should say really quick. One thing I do want to point out is like being fun to ride with. Part of that is being a good conversationalist. You know, cause I tell people all the time that like riding with other people is really interesting cause it's almost like being on a road trip with them. You know, like we go on, like we, I went on like a, what it was like four or five hour long ride with you and Xander and uh, Isaac a couple weeks ago. It's almost like being in a car with somebody like part of being fun to ride with is being a, a fun and interesting person to talk to. to. Talk to. And Miles Baker is the king of that. And, you know, and, and this person didn't ride with us this year because they're in New Zealand. But like last year, I remember the winner was, was Carly Webb. Oh yeah. And Carly Webb was so much fun to ride with. Oh, I yeah. think she got a lot of people to just fall in love with the sport just because 100%. they had so much fun riding with Carly. 100%. So, yeah, they're kind um, of, I think of them as like the cultural anchors of our team in a lot of ways that, you know, like the Miles Bakers and the Carly Webbs, um, you know, who, who like make it, um, you know, just like a joy yeah. beyond, because like riding bikes is fun and it's fulfilling, but like the social aspect of it, I think is underrated. Um, and so, and so, yeah. And, and super important for longevity. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You can, yeah. I mean, don't do this alone. That would be insane. Yeah. Um, the last category here, um, was one where we had an overwhelming winner. Um, and I think you'd all agree that the hardest worker on Maybird is Joe Reinhardt. And before we continue, I have to say Miles Baker did nominate Joe Reinhardt for every single category. Didn't he even event like nominate him for best event? Like I think Miles <laughs> just like did Joe Reinhardt for every single one. Um, and, and Joe Reinhardt got nominated for a lot of things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I should say really quick again, I feel like we, we couldn't settle on the right way to do this. So many people got nominated for so many different things. I mean, Joe Reinhardt also has had incredible performances this year, you know, like, um, but yeah, hardest worker, man, that kid just like, no one, no one knows how to bang their head against the wall. Quite like Joe Reinhardt, man. He's, he's just, you know, like I've, I've ridden with, I've run into and another guy who I run into all the time, I should mm -hmm. say. You know, who's just out a ton. Um, insanely hard worker, this kid. Um, and, and like I said, could have been nominated for a lot of different categories. Um, but before we move on from that, I, I do want to say, if you've been following Nika this year and this team, there are two guys that we have not mentioned yet who really warrant a mention. And again, who were nominated for like... But we every, do mention them a lot. Every single thing. Dan and I decided they get shouted out on the podcast a lot. So we did want to, you know, give, you know, room for some other folks. But like, um, I would argue that a third, you know, like a third winner for best performance of the year should have just been the Gibbons at NICA. Because like, I, I, I've, I've been following the sport for a minute. I've been following NICA for a minute. The Gibbons are the superlative example of hard work pays off. Um, 
we have to throw them in here. Um, and again, they get a lot of mentions on the podcast, so we don't want to like, you know, you, you should already know, you know, the, the, their whole thing. And I don't want to like water down like their individual achievements, but like the fact, like what these guys have done together as a team, like collaborating as brothers is just so awesome. Um, I, I don't think I can understate how cool it is to have them on this team and to see how much they've been able to accomplish this season. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They, um, they, they definitely are the poster children for, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, hard work pays off and consistency pays off. So hundred percent, someone needs yeah. to sponsor them. They're marketing gold. The, the other one we wanted to throw in here, the other honorable mention for this was Ainsley Haas. Got a bunch of nominations for Ainsley. I mean, what, what can you even say? Yeah. Such a cool, cool girl. Um, man, she just looks like a world cup writer. She's, oh yeah. yeah she's, There's people who just kind of have that aura about them, yeah. you know, like the very subtle and you'll, you'll, you know, if, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will, if you follow the sport for long enough, but yeah, fantastic writer to see with pink stripes. Um, uh, and, and again, having done this, thank you so much for all of these nominations. That's our final category for the Instagram thing. Um, Maybe we'll figure out a better way to consolidate this next year. But we had so many people write in so many awesome things to Dan. And we mentioned a couple of these winners, you know, Grant Holzberg and some others um, and Samara Shaw that like we wanted to take a sec to highlight. Yeah, there'll be some because, overlap a little bit. Yes. Yeah, because these these we, we have to go over these guys as well. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks to everyone that, sh- that did these shout outs, you know, and like, you know, parents, if your kids do something cool, don't be ashamed to shout them out no. and, and let us know. And mm-hmm. we'd love to recognize. We can even keep you anonymous if it mm-hmm. makes if, it cool. If it'll embarrass your kids, but that's, you know, yeah. we, we, we can haze kids a little bit, right? You know, you know as long as it's with love and affection. Um, so first of all, Amy Larkin did some shout outs. I'm going to read her. She goes, hey, shout outs, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Jamerson getting his bike stolen and how he was so sad, but always had such a good attitude. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have a good attitude. I would, I would become, what's that Liam Neeson movie like taken where he like calls the guy and tells him he has a very specific set of skills and he's going to find him. Like that's where my head would be. If my (laughs) bike got stolen, Jamerson just, you know, rose above it and and achieved good for him, man. And, um, and Annabelle Erickson had COVID and then some post COVID problems. She rallied at state from around 85th seated to 38th finish with a huge smile on her face. Oh yeah, that's so, awesome. And coming back from COVID, like avoid COVID, guys. That's yeah, that's a rough thing to come back from. Help you get faster. Holy so. smokes! Do whatever you can to avoid that. Um, but dude, that's awesome for Annabelle because especially at states where everybody is, you know, especially hungry for that result mm-hmm. to come back. And again, like not all wins are first place, man. That's huge. A yeah. lot of people, you know, most people win and they don't have to pass anyone because they started first, you know. But like to to come back that much, that's super awesome. Okay, so the next one from one of my favorite people, Brennan Penna. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks so much for sending this in, Brennan. He said, hey, Dan, I read your message on Team Snap, and I think Colin De La Garza deserved a shout-out. Being his last Nike race, he got mechanicals, and when I had to stop and work out my cramps, when he passed me, he was, he was cheering for me, and I thought that was really cool. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess Brennan dealt with some cramping during the race, and... I, I think that's super cool, Colin. I say Colin, I would personally nominate both for classiest rider and most fun to ride with. He's he's another one of the cultural anchors on the team. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Such a great guy. You know, I mean, he was, he was our guest host last week. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to congratulate him too much because, you know. Um, uh, but, yeah, like 100%, man. I, I, I totally agree with Brennan. That sounds very in character for Colin. Yeah, I'm, I'm super glad someone shouted Colin out. Very well deserved. Oh, yeah. for, we could have shouted him out for a lot of yeah, different He got things. his own episode, so, you know, we're <laughs> like, we're not, you know, we're, we're going to give you too much, but, like, yeah. got, got to throw him out, out okay. there as well. So, Jamie Kent, no, are you aware of what happened with Jamie this season? He was, oh, he, yeah. He crashed his bike and broke about everything. Like, yeah. he broke a lot of things. Oh, like yeah. Shoulders, ribs. Um, Whole nine yards, man. Yeah, I think he, like, he was in a neck brace, like, Pretty pretty big deal. So he he wrote in, and he had a couple different shout outs. But um, I'm just gonna read his. Hey Dan, Jamie Kent here. I want to share some remarkable Maybird rider moments. Um, and this is kind of referring to his crash. Amy Larkin sent over dinner to my family a couple of days after I returned home from the hospital. The Black Diamond girls on a separate occasion brought over dinner. There were seven or eight girls that showed up together with food and desserts all Maybird friends from different high school teams. So cool to see how Maybird unites the kids. 
Eric Johnson came over to visit me at the hospital twice, brought me ice cream to cheer me up. S the Skyline team sent over a get well card as well. I was in tears of gratitude multiple times looking at that card. And let me just kind of interject here that um, uh, Jamie Kent was just like devastated that he had to miss. He loves going to the Nike races. He missed seeing some of those. Um, and he actually showed up to States in a neck brace. Wow. What a trooper, man. Yeah, Holy shit. He, and he did not look comfortable, you no. know, but that was, that was awesome to see him there. Um, I'll continue. And he said, and then there's Jamerson. He had a rough season where he wasn't quite racing as expected. He managed to overcome and at ra and raced like a champ yesterday at States. Started row 33, which is about 190 to 198 racers back, finished 58th. He had a signature positive attitude, high-fiving spectators and smiling as he crossed the finish line mm -hmm. each lap. Thanks for being such a great coach and role model. The kids love you. So, um, I, I have to say really quick, uh, and, and first off, 100% with Jamerson, another cultural anchor on the team. Um, I, 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 love, I love Jamie's that he'd take the opportunity to thank everyone. And, and the whole time I was thinking if, if aliens came down today and they abducted all of our bicycles and we could never actually ride bicycles again, we've still created this really awesome community of people who like care about each other. Like bikes, bikes are amazing, but like, that's what this is all about, man. You know, that like you, you've, we've, we've made relations. And you know, the other one that I have to throw out is, is, you know, a, a guy who hasn't even ridden with the team for years, Dylan Willick, one of the founding members of Maybird had you know with his his spinal cord injury and his really significant accident you know a few weeks ago seeing so many people from the whole history of this you know the kind of skyline and maybird thing that's all started from you know coming together and, and supporting his family and stuff and then hearing about jamie and all that like like that is you know you know if, I, if i'm on, on like on my deathbed someday I'd, I'd love to know that i went on some awesome bike rides with people but like the people are what it's all about oh, yeah you know, like I was actually talking to someone, you know, like, like asking me if I'd ever leave Utah. Cause it's not the only cool place in the world. You know, there's lots of places with cool mountains and trails and people and everything, but like the people here and the relationships that I have here and this community that we've developed with Maybird, that is what this is all about. You know, so I really appreciate Jamie taking the, you know, you know, not everybody would take the time to actually, you know, you know, thank everyone for that. And that's yeah. fantastic. Okay. So, um, so Samara Shaw was, was nominated for Best Comeback. Best and Comeback, here's, yeah. Here's her mom's message she wrote to me. Um, Hi, Dan. Jen Shaw here. Samara's mom. Not sure if parents can nominate an athlete for a shout-out. They can, by the way. They can. Yeah. But wanted to let you know how Sam qualified as a sophomore to race varsity girls. She flatted in Region 3's first race, Powder Mountain, then broke her arm, left radius, in the in the second race snow basin because she was gunning to improve her placement she required surgery to put a pin in the bone during recovery she maintained her fitness including hiking on one on one hike a week before state she slipped and fell on her right hand requiring stitches sewn by her er dad in her kitchen she she got the okay from the ortho doctor to ride state which she did Starting at 90 and finishing at 51, 51st, she was super happy to complete and finish at least one race this year. So State was the only race she got a race this year. Wow. She was super happy to compete and finish at least one race this year, especially after training since spring with Maybird. And in parentheses, she, she put, which, by the way, was the key for having such a good fitness level. So thanks. Also during recovery, she traveled out to an to an out-of-town Nike race to cheer for other racers showing great sportsmanship. Even if you don't give her a shout-out, I thought you would enjoy this story. Cheers. And then she put, last fun fact, Sam's racing solo at Frog Hollow again this year and hoping to beat her personal best from last year of 108 miles. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that... I, I got to say, man, like that, that mindset and that behavioral pattern that you see from her, that's going to serve her well in her life mm -hmm. just to be you know i don't know if that's stubbornness or persistence or if those are you know the same thing but holy smokes man yeah. that is such a cool story so um arlie pankey sent one in she said i missed the nominations but wanted to shout out lauren montague for classiest or equivalent 
She consistently shows up, works hard, and is an absolute joy to be around. She is so much fun. She is genuine and supports her fellow competitors. I love that kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to say again, man, my, all the Montagues, dude. And I want to shout out Arlie, too, as oh, an yeah. amazing coach because she coached a group of girls that um, – you know, she didn't have any of the girls, like one of her kids didn't write in that group, but yeah. just went above and beyond and did just awesome things for that group. And, and I'm just so thankful for her and just so lucky to have a coach like that work with oh, those yeah. girls. And that, that group of girls was just awesome this year. Yeah. Those gold, gold girls just crushed. Do they call themselves of... the golden girls? <laughs> Cause I feel like that's a missed opportunity if they don't, okay. there's a cool sticker or t-shirt that could have come out of that. So Nina Martin shouted someone out. And let me, well, first shout Nina out for her awesome performance at Point to Point. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That was yeah. so cool. Yeah, Nina just loves the longer rides. She, I think Nina rides a little bit like me, where we kind of have, like, one pace that yep. might not be the best thing for cross country, but it's... Oh, yeah. It's, go all day, man. she can go all day, and she loves it. And I think she really wants to go more into the the marathon endurance type scene, but way to go on her awesome, awesome performance at point. Oh to yeah. Point. I would have nominated that for one of the best performances of the season. hundred so, percent. So shout out to Nina who was shouting out somebody, but um, I, I think Nina's shout out was really appropriate and touching. So um, Nina said for shout out podcast, I would like to shout out all of the Heckman's because they continue to work hard and enjoy their sports, even in the face of their hardest hardships of the year. Yeah. So what else can we say about that? Um, we just love the Heckmans. We love you, Richard, Ezrin, and Remy. And um, thanks for being tough. And thanks for being our friends. And we just love you guys. So, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, Marilee Zaba wrote in one. She said, Hi, Dan. Mark and I have been so amazed by Josh Miller's resilience and heart. When he broke his leg a few years ago, he went week to the weekly rides with his team and hiked while they rode so he could stay in shape. He went to races like Stuart Pankey did to support his friends in Manti this year. At the start, Josh got knocked down in a small crash at the start. He quickly got up and waited to make sure all the other downed racers were okay. Spectators were yelling at him to go, but no, Josh delayed his own start to make sure the other races were okay. He watched. We watched and were amazed at State he qualified in the last spot in his division. Then his chain broke in the second lap. He ran his bike several miles to finish and was too late to start the third lap, which means you still finished the race, by the way. Even his fellow racers said privately that, 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 that he seems to get the bat into the stick and keeps going with a great attitude. That's a great heart. We came to love Josh and his amazing parents. So I thought, and then uh, she goes on to say, and of course, there's Stuart Pankey. Heart scares, heart surgery, broken collarbone, broken arm, still showed up for his friend at, friends at the races. His parents told me that he was on track for the Ironman Award and was excited about it. Then he had several more injuries this year, his senior year, and missed the award. Broke my heart for him. He's, he's amazing too. They're resistant. The resistance and attitudes are unbelievable. I personally think both sets of parents get a shout out. Clearly, they're guiding their sons to chin up and keep going. Um, yeah, Stuart. What can you say, man? Yeah, that's gonna serve you. I keep saying it. it's gonna serve him well in life. That that's the sort of way. That's the way he deals with stuff like that. You know, I do want Stuart to think about doing point to point with me next year. You know, just because you heard it here, Stuart. Yeah, You've been called so, out. Um. Charlie Maxfield sent one that I think Joe will will resonate with Joe. He says, hey, Dan, I'm Charlie Maxfield. I'm DMing you about the shout-out thing. Eli Ferdner is who I want to shout-out. He had a really good training, but when the races came, they didn't go his way. Mm -hmm. He beat himself up about it a lot, so I figured he could use a shout-out. Thanks. Eli's another one. You know, like again, I, there's so many kids I want to nominate for so many things. Eli, I think, would fall into the classiest writer category. You know, I mean, he's he's someone who, um, you know, in, in, in having in having worked with him this year, especially, um, like it. I I it, I don't I don't want to say it's easy to work hard when things are going well, but I do think it's easier. Yeah. You know, like if you have su success, is a great motivator. 
And Eli's one of those guys where, like, I've seen a lot of guys like Eli, and I kind of wondered if Eli would end up being this way, where, like, things don't go their way. Because mountain bike racing is complicated. You know, th- you know, th- it, there's a lot of, of luck associated with it. There's a lot of, you know, just, like, things happening to line up, getting to know your body and stuff. And it doesn't always work out. And for a lot of people, when it doesn't work out, like, the motivation goes away and they go away. But Eli, man... I, I, you know what, I was, I, like, I was out riding a couple days ago, and it was really, really cold, I didn't see very many people out at all, I saw two Maybird guys that day, were the only guys I saw on a 40 mile road ride, it was Xander Lyman and Eli Ferdner, man, Eli's season's out, and he's still out working, because he wants, he, you know, he, he wants that result, and he's gonna get it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that, like, the, the toughness that that guy has, is really admirable. And he's just one of the sweetest, nicest kids I've ever Oh my met. gosh, I love yeah. the guy. Like 100%. I, I rode with him once or twice this year and I just couldn't have been more impressed with what like what an awesome person he yeah. is. So, I want him back next year, Eli. Okay, he's yours. Got so, him. Um Jamie Holsberg wrote one in and um Grant was nominated for a breakthrough season and, yes. and this is interesting cuz this really kind of like what I wanted Maybird to accomplish for people. This is just a perfect example. So, um, hi, Dan. I hesitated to nominate Grant at first because I didn't want to just be a proud parent. It's okay to be a proud parent. <laughs> yeah. You have permission. Yeah. And more proud parents can do this too. So, but you have given the green, green light. So here it is. I'm amazed at how hard he has worked this year. His first year of NICA was 2022 as a sophomore. His buddies got interested, and he started out in JVE. After his first race, he was hooked and wanted a shot at state, so he petitioned up to JVC. He worked hard and just missed the qualifications by two spots. So he was even more determined to improve and compete in JVA his junior year, so he started training in January. He got one of your training plans from his buddies, Joined up with Maybird, practice hard with that ride group, raced nearly every I-Cup race, listened to your podcast religiously, watched his nutrition closely, then jumped right into NICA training and has put down nearly 4,000 total miles on his bike in 2023. That's huge. He did get to ride in JVA and NICA, met his race goals, and ended up qualifying at state to, to race in wave one of JVA and wow. finished 65, 65th out of those 350 riders. Whoa. Yeah, so he started in JVA last year and ended up finishing towards the top of JVA, JVA this season. So That's textbook awesome that's, right there. That's just beautiful. Wow. Um, she goes on, it's been amazing to watch his growth in speed and technical skills over the last year, but even more impressive has been his dedication and determination watching how after every crash or rough ride, he keeps pushing physically and mentally. Grant has never been this dedicated to something before, and it's so inspiring. Um, so Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Jamie. That's just, just beautiful. Um, I, I wanted to do a few personal shout-outs. You know, um, one is just to Evan Keller. Oh, my gosh. Um, was set up to just have an awesome season. I mean, he has improved so much i gotta claim him really quick he's one of my guys i want to i want my name stamped on that really quick he he ended up getting um having some type of a a medical problem with his ankle orthopedic issues just which just yeah which got him off the bike and wasn't able to race um but you know evan just just hang in there tomorrow the next season's gonna be awesome oh yeah um your time's coming man yeah and his his rate of improvement his dedication to getting better because there are some kids where like they've got talent, but they just the fire's not under their feet to get better. Evan's got fire under his feet to get better, man. Yeah, yeah. And he became a pretty awesome rider. I was. Oh just, my gosh! Yes. Yeah, he was. He was definitely a good cyclist. And and, for sure. and the he was the had the best attendance record at Maybird rides for my team this year. Um, we've shouted this person out before, but I just wanted to say it again. Todd Miller. Yes. Um, he had esophageal cancer. Raced point to point, did white rim one day, coached religiously, like and like just awesome guy. So, yeah, yeah, can't 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 pass him. that up, man. Incredible, incredible year. No, this is one like, if I may, I, I I just wanted to, and 
and I know this person won't listen to this podcast, so I think I'm okay. pretty pretty safe in doing this. But I did want to actually shout out my own daughter, which is, you know, it's I, okay. I, There's some nepotism here, guys. Okay. You know, you're a proud parent too. All so, um, so Amy really doesn't hasn't grasped the whole TBY concept very well. Um, you know, she she really won't listen to anything I say. She she would never listen to this podcast. Oh no. Does she know we do a podcast? I'm sure she's pretty embarrassed about yeah. the fact that we do. Oh, yeah. Um, but she she took her freshman season off because she really felt like she wasn't meeting expectations. Yeah. And that was that was sad, but... She's the fourth member of her family to go through NICA. You know, like a lot of people uh, knew me and my brother Jacob and Andrew and stuff. And I think that a lot of kids maybe feel that like when they've had other family members do it, that there's like shoes to fill. Yeah. You know, which I didn't have, you know, whatever I did was, was up to me, you know, being the oldest, you know, way back when, but, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see Amy kind of try to grapple with that a little bit. Yeah. So she took the entire season off, um, didn't race Nike that season, but she really regretted it. Yeah. And she went to every single Nike race with me to cheer on her friends. And every time she went, she just, really regretted taking a season off and um, she didn't do a whole lot over the winter, but this spring she, she started going out and riding on her own. Um, she's really, she really is uncomfortable riding with groups. She just mm -hmm. compares herself too much to other people when she goes riding with, with groups. So she, but she did do a lot of riding alone. And um, you know, it's, it's funny. The only podcast she actually listened to was the one where I made her sit in while Miles and I recorded a podcast. Yeah. And it was about heat training. Okay. And so every ride she did, she would ride during the hottest time of the day. Which She's doing pretty big rides during the heat of the day. Like yeah, rides which, I wouldn't have done. Which wasn't really the point of the whole podcast. Well, yeah, but you know. You know, I guess if you kind of take things in isolation. Yeah. Um, but she ended up having a really solid season. Yeah. And um, her... You know, her race at Manti, she was able to get second in JVB. And I have honestly, it's been years and years and years since I've seen that little girl so happy. Yeah. And it just made me happy. It was awesome. Um, you know, she did say something. She had a rough race at state. It didn't quite go her way. And so I think she kind of, she didn't finish the race. It's complicated. This, these, yeah. we're, we're, life is not a Hallmark movie, man. And, you know? and after the race, she was just she was just sobbing in the in the medical tent. She's and she just told me something, and she's like, "The only reason I do this is for my friends, and I've let them all down." So, I I don't think she's quite grasped the TBY concept yet. But I am glad that she overall had a good season and was able to to put in some work and. Um, on the off know. chance that she ever listens to this, everyone's very proud of you, Amy. You well know, and, and honestly, the reason I th the reason that she was able to get back into it is because everyone and her friends were just so nice to her, even if sometimes she didn't deserve it. They were just everyone was just so nice and so warm and welcoming to her. So thanks to everybody for for helping her out. So. Um, the other shout out I want to give is just, you know, I got to ride with, with some of the Skyline Pink boys and there's a few in particular I just wanted to shout out and that's, that's Andrew, Ben and Joe. Oh yeah. Um, those guys would, so like we'd show up for a Skyline ride and they would have ridden their bike to the ride and would have already been riding like a couple hours before the Skyline ride started. Um, they they showed up to almost every single ride. They they just loved riding their bikes and they had great seasons because of it. I think they're no just coincidence. just yeah. an example of you know if if you ride your bike a lot and love it and have fun, you're you're gonna have a good season, you know. And um, so just shout out to those guys. And but you know really when it comes to those guys. I think who really gets the credits is Brady for yep. just being an awesome mentor to those guys. Oh yeah. Um, just, just made it super fun. And, and I'll never forget, you know, what Andrew said to me after he finished his JVA race and in when he was just grinning and he just, just told me that he just loves riding his bike. So I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Thank you everyone for the fantastic season. 
Um, we'll be coming at you next year or next uh, week with a hopefully entertaining non-bike podcast. So uh, look forward to that. Um, for all of our first-time listeners, thank you for being here. I hope and, you continue to join us. And let me just say us. here too, you know, if if your season didn't go as well as you wanted, or if you need help with anything, please reach out. Yes, we we do love to help people. Yes, um, and if there's anything we can do to help out or if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about or just just have some questions reach out anytime we we really want to help this be a good positive successful endeavor for everyone that's involved so don't yeah. don't hesitate to reach out yeah you have friends in us we're here to help you um i uh i i look forward to this off season i hope we all make the best of it and um i cannot wait for the snow that hasn't fallen yet to thaw out next season so uh join us throughout the off season if this is your first time listening thank you for joining us thank you to the longtime listeners who have always been here we're gonna make it entertaining we'll try to keep keep everyone sane this off season congratulations to everyone and uh we will talk to you guys soon thank you